I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The semiconductor shortage is affecting everything from computers to automobiles. Now, congressional Democrats have introduced some legislation to deal with that. The American Competes Act. It aims to speed up domestic manufacturing of those crucial products in our economy. Uh, But it could be a bit of a bumpy road trying to pass it on a very full and very jam-packed congressional schedule uh, coming up in the the weeks ahead. M. Wins, an ABC News reporter based in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., joins us now. And as we look at this, uh, House Dems trying to put together a semiconductor shortage solution. Uh, What are you hearing? What does this bill look like? Hey, Boyd. Yeah, it's a long-awaited legislation, and it's focused on technology competitiveness worldwide and, yeah, the semiconducting uh, conductor manufacturing. And all of this is set to come up for consideration by House lawmakers this week. This comes as there is high demand for semiconductor chips. And, of course, the pandemic has caused supply chain issues. And this has brought up the price of many goods and services, including, as you mentioned, cars with companies like Tesla and Ford in the recent months. So the idea here is for uh, for, uh, House Democrats is that once they come to a conclusion in the House, that they could pass it through with just Democratic support. But at that point, they would still need to go to both chambers. So both the House and the Senate lawmakers need to come together to resolve any differences before finalizing this legislation and moving it on to uh, the president's desk. Because just as a reminder in the Senate, they actually passed their own version of this bill in June. But that was stalled due to policy disagreements. So now Democrats are saying it is an urgent issue to fix this issue with the uh, semiconducting manufacturing. They want more of that happening here in America. And that's how they're moving forward this week. Yeah, and that's such an interesting uh, thing. And I think there is uh, obviously a lot of agreement in terms of, yes, we have a semiconductor shortage uh, and a problem. Mm -hmm. I think both sides of the aisle recognize that is real. Uh, the American Pete's Act uh, is a it's another one of those big bills, 2,900 plus pages, uh, and it covers a, a wide range of things, not just uh, semiconductor and investments into that space. Uh, but it also has things like cryptocurrency regulation, immigration reform uh, and a mm-hmm. host of other things. Is this going to be one more round of a really big, way too broad uh, bill where if they targeted it, uh, they could get maybe an easier or better outcome? Well, there's certainly lawmakers who want this to be targeted to pass between uh, both chambers with bipartisan support. For that Senate bill, that was bipartisan, and it was 68 to 32 passage. Um, But there were certain things in there that Democrats in the House didn't want, and that's why it was stalled for so much time, several months. Actually, And yeah, it's about 3,000 pages. It's focused on the U.S.'s ability to compete with China and end the semiconductor shortage. And I can just name off a few things here, which certainly will have some uh, uh, disagreements between the two parties. On one hand, both bills do include $52 billion for semiconductor chip manufacturing. And as you mentioned, it definitely uh, 
is a part of many different sectors, including anywhere from cars to smartphones to computers. And the Biden administration finds that to be one of these top priorities. There's also $2 billion set aside for chips just used in the auto industry. Then there's grants and loans for supply chain resilience. There are supply chain mapping. There's actually money in there for countering Chinese government censorship and disinformation. There's uh, an imposition of uh, the House wants to impose sanctions on China based on human rights violations. But then, yeah, there's those disagreements in which Democrats in the House believe that Senators are putting um, provisions that are unrelated to manufacturing, like NASA funding. And then the House bill also includes provisions that seem less related to the topic at hand, like easing immigration restrictions and even climate research. So once this all gets out of the House in what is expected to be before March 1st, that's when they go to conference. And that's how they're going to hash out these differences in hopes of getting this bill soon to the president's desk, because we know for sure that the president's domestic agenda, like Build Back Better, which is investments into climate and health care, is stalled right now for several months, as well as voting rights legislation. So Democratic leaders are really eager for a victory elsewhere. And this is where they're pushing next. Yeah. And Emma, I wanted to ask you before I let you go, uh, as you look at kind of these next steps in, in terms of the bill moving forward in the House, uh, are the Democrats united around this or are there factions within the Democratic Party that are divided on how far some of these issues go? Uh, and what do you expect the path forward in the short term in terms of the House and then anything uh, you're watching or keeping your eye on as you look towards that conferencing between the Senate bill and whatever the House comes uh, through with? Well, certainly we've heard conversation from the president as well as Senator Schumer uh, in the Senate They've upped this call to pass this legislation in the past few days. And so this is certainly a priority for the House to move forward. But we have heard some pushback from uh, concerns on on American companies that do business with China. They're concerned about the long-term efforts of both countries to achieve economic independence from each other. So this conversation, they say the country should engage more, find a better balance, while the majority of lawmakers say that there needs to be less dependence on China. There needs to be more dependence on the U.S. in general to have domestic manufacturing for semiconducting uh, conductor chips. And so this is a good conversation moving forward bipartisanly. Uh, Democrats mostly are unified right at this moment and how they want to move forward. But certainly we are hearing from GOP lawmakers who say that this House bill, they haven't really been able to give any input to this House bill. And they want more legislation to be tougher on China. So there certainly are uh, underlying issues that we're going to hear from both sides of the aisle as we move forward to conference. All right. M. Wynn, ABC News reporter based in Washington, D.C. Thanks so much for joining us today. Great insight, as always, uh, on a really critical piece of legislation and some real crucial uh, issues here in the country. M. thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. So as we look at all of that, uh, there's just so many things in there. Everybody agrees. Everybody knows we have a semiconductor shortage. Everybody knows that. Everybody agrees on that. Uh, Both the Senate and the House have agreed that about $52 billion uh, could be spent to encourage private sector investment in the semiconductor production space and, and all that that would help, uh, not just the automotive industry, uh, but uh, technology for smartphones and, and all the other things where we find that uh, technology in. So everybody agrees with that. And so why not pass that? Uh, why do we go to a, as M reported, uh, last my count was it was just approaching 2,900 pages. She said it's now over 3,000 
3,000 pages. Uh, do you think any member of the House has read the 3,000 pages that are in there? And of those 3,000 pages, how many of them have specific language in them? And how many of them are placeholders? Uh, the thing that used to drive me crazy in reading a bill is how often you would see those lovely letters TBD uh, to be determined after it's passed. Or sometimes you would see a page after page in a bill that would be blank and it would say something like uh, bequeath the power to make this decision to XYZ agency or XYZ department. So often they're voting on things that aren't even figured out yet. And that's what happens when you govern by 3,000 page bills with so many things that are not truly connected. Do we really need to have an American Competes Act that includes cryptocurrency regulation, immigration reform, sexual harassment in science, support for union organizing, provisions to combat misinformation in foreign media? All of those things are important. But should they all be in the same bill? How are we ever going to vet out what actually matters in that bill? How can we really be able to determine as voters what it is that our representatives are voting on? Because if you go from the title of the bill, American Competes Act, I'm in. That sounds great. Of course we want to compete. Of course we need semiconductors. Uh, Of course we need to make sure we're competitive with, with China and other parts of the world. But can we really do that in a 3,000-page bill? So regardless of how many of those things sound good and sound important, I think a lot of them are important. I think we need to address them. But the only way we ever really do that is if we have very focused bills, open debate, an amendment process, and votes in front of the American people. We've got to get to that. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, it's Jackie Robinson Day. We're talking about Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali, and where have all the heroes gone? Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.